Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> good morning, good evening, good afternoon, hello, Are and you work welcome. Whoops, <laughs> we're just going to do repeats today. <laughs> Oh my goodness, wherever you are in the world, hello and welcome and thank you for joining us today on Living Well on a Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and for the next hour, if you so desire, I and my gorgeous sidekick today are going to be your empowerment agents in a, a, an interesting topic. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of housekeeping first. If you're online and you have not already joined us in the chat room, please do so. If you are on the homepage, a Zen.fm, you can go to the top border of the um, uh, your home screen and you'll see a red bar and you can check on you can click on rather the word uh, chat room and come on into the chat room and join us there you can just create a username you can be anonymous or you can be your real self today um, Create a username and pop on in and there you can ask your question in real time I love this feature um, and yeah, and if you have a question that you'd like to call in live to talk to us today, please give us a call in the U.S. at 815-800-8255. In Canada, you can call 613-800-8736. And in the U.K., you can dial 033-0001-0625. Or if you'd like to jump on Skype, just come join us at a2zen.fm. And I'm talking a little fast because I'm so excited. I want to get to today's <laughs> and so, wow, how did I get so lucky today to play with this amazing person, uh, this amazing woman. Her name is Michelle Bardwell, and Michelle is someone who I met a few years ago um, in a class for aromatherapy, and uh, wow. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to continue our um, theme with preparing for Valentine's Day. And so is your body asking you to show it some more love, or at least some love if you're not already doing that? And are you, current, are you curious about using essential oils? Is there a right or wrong way to use them? So today, wow, like I said, Michelle Barwell is going to bring us a wealth of information, as much as we can possibly fit into the next hour. And I already perceive possibly another show coming in the near future because I don't know if we can talk about all of this in one less than one hour. But we're going to give it our best shot today. So again, if you have some questions, please bring them into the chat room or call in. And I will make one quick disclaimer. Uh, all of the information we're discussing today, please know it is not intended for medical advice or diagnosis. This is educational information for your own awareness and um, amazement. <laughs> and wow, Michelle, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Keisha. Thank you so much for having me on. Wow. Shall I tell folks just a wee bit about you? <laughs> sure. Um, this amazing woman um, is devoted with a great enthusiasm to the healing arts. Um, she, wow, 
she is the founder, president of Flower Road, um, and you can find her website at flowerroad.net. That's flower and road and then .net. And you'll see some amazing things there, her products, her full line. She has had the amazing fortune in her life to have adventures with some of the top people in the field of aromatherapy and naturopath and aromatherapy. Um, in the field of using aromatherapy and essential oils as medicine, um, as well as using hydrosols. Um, one of the people she has studied with is Dr. Patrick Collin, who has educated many medical doctors, naturopaths, and aromatherapists throughout Europe uh, on the clinical use of essential oils and hydrosols. She has also studied with a master perfumer. Uh, let's see, his name is Mick... And I cannot pronounce Moise. his last name. Yes, <laughs> And so it's what one of the things I love about getting to play with Michelle and hear her vast wisdom and knowledge on this topic is that she has a very scientific foundation. Sorry to talk about you in third person, Michelle. Um, you have a really scientific foundation in this work, and then you also have this amazing artistry that you've woven into it. And you attribute that, uh, as I have heard you say, a lot to being able to study with Dr. Patrick and with Mick. Um, mm-hmm. So without further ado, we'll we'll get some of your story as we talk today. Again, welcome, Michelle. And how much Great. Fun Thank you have? so much. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank so you so much, Keisha. You are welcome. Oh, wow. How, what I think the first place to go is, what really kind of inspired you into the field of aromatherapy and aromacology? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those long, complicated sort of stories to even sort of figure it out for myself. But <laughs> the short of it is, um, you know, even as a young child, I was always very attracted to um, aromas and smells and perfumes. So I always had this natural sense of, like, it's always going to, pick up something to look at, I would also smell it, even though most people wouldn't like, you know, like pick up a book and smell it. For me, if I'd go to a bookstore, I'd pick up a book, i look at it, but i also smell it. Mm. So it was always sort of a joke when I was younger about how I, you know, I had such this connection with um, smelling things. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, my, my first career was dance and uh, was a choreographer, dancer for years till I was about 35. And then I was married and trying to raise a small family, and um, it just wasn't conducive to that life. And I'd also started having some health issues with um, asthma, which they thought was uh, connected to my second pregnancy. Mm. So all through that pregnancy and afterwards, I was um, on a lot of inhalers that weren't really doing a lot for me. And I started researching online some alternative methods of healing because the medical world just was not helping me at all. So I stumbled across a few courses in aromatherapy, which, you know, I was already buying my essential oils at my favorite health food store and taking baths and already had a little bit of interest in it. Mm-hmm. So I found this one course that looked like it was not just making soaps and candles, but looked like it really had some validity to it. So I started taking that course. That was the Australasian College up in Washington State. I started taking that course. This was in 1998. And was really um, intrigued by the more scientific approach to um, aromatherapy. And mm. a few months later, they sent me an invitation to go to this workshop. <clears throat> excuse me, this workshop in the south of France for two weeks with this man named Patrick Collins. 
So at the time, I'd been married um, about 10 years, and uh, my children were three and seven, so it was a good time for me to take off. So I went with a friend of mine, thinking I was just going on a fun girls' trip to the south of France, and got there, and the very first day, as I've told you this before, I had the most amazing spiritual experience. I felt completely connected and dilated, and I, and I just knew I'd walked into something very profound. Wow. So I took that first course, was completely jazzed, and knew I was going to come home and try to figure out how to really implement aromatherapy into my life, how to start some kind of business, something. I just knew something was up. Mm-hmm. So I came home and then um, uh, you know, started massage school because I was going to have to be a massage therapist in order to even be an aromatherapist, mm-hmm. and uh, continued to call Patrick and say, look, I've I've uh, really um, absorbed everything you taught me the last time. I want to come back. And so then we would make a plan, and I'd go back. And then what happened, which we did not plan this, but what happened was over 10 years, I went back every three or four months to work with him. Wow. So eventually uh, I acquired the same education that uh, the medical students get at the University of Paris where Patrick teaches. Oh, my goodness. So that's. That's kind of how it all developed. You know, I didn't know in the beginning that I was gonna that was gonna happen. I did not set out for that to happen. It just sort of took hold of me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Tisha, I feel like it is my whole life has been guiding me to this. Wow. Um, so I'm absolutely in my life's work. I am completely dedicated. All of it. I just get chills as you're talking because I have had the absolute privilege and pleasure of studying with you. So a lot of folks who who have not gotten to do that yet or experience you yet, um, it, it when when I first took Mich- Michelle's course, it was a course for aromatherapy. Um, and it was more than a four-hour course. It was a few days. And the depth and breadth of the information that you provided was so exciting to me because I love to take in information. And mm-hmm. you present it so beautifully. And, it, and, and hearing you say that just kind of reminds me part of what it is that I find so delightful about receiving mm-hmm. your classes is that you have that, it, it is like that divine calling for you. And mm-hmm. that is so woven into what you do. And it's also mm-hmm. present in the product line that you've developed. There is, in my interesting point of view, um, there are good oils and there are amazing oils. And your line of product is in the phenomenal category as far mm-hmm. as my mm-hmm. interesting point of view goes. I have never experienced oils, and I'm saying this for our listeners, um, there are oils that have – everything has its vibration, granted. And and we talk a lot on this show uh, around the question of the embodiment of abundant living. And so we talk about the vibration of things and the frequencies. Um, and there is a vitality in just about every oil that I've experienced. Um, mm-hmm. When I started to play with your oils and your – um, creations because you have just you have more than oils. Um, the vitality of those oils was so mm-hmm. available and so profoundly present for me, yeah. and I had not experienced something like that with essential oils. I mm-hmm. hadn't had enough information yeah. 
begin with. So when you decided to create or, or take on your line, what 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 sort of jumped up and waved at you to begin with? And and do you want well, to tell folks a little bit about where you get your oils? Yes. So Patrick, the man that I studied with, he his son was sick um, when he was a practitioner in Paris. His son got sick, and they thought that part of the problem was living in the city. So he decided to shut down his practice and start producing uh, a medicinal quality essential oil that he could then sell to pharmacies. Um, you know, the doctors in in Europe. Mm-hmm. So part of what I discovered when I started working with him was the difference of essential oils. And he only produces top quality oils. So um, that's where I get my product. Mm-hmm. So they distill it and it comes straight to me. So wow. there's no middleman that could possibly adulterate it. Um, you know, it's, it's top of the line. He mm-hmm. doesn't... Um, mess with making anything sub-top quality because he can't. He, he sells to practitioners, so it has to be the top of the top. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and, and I, I'm dedicated to that. I won't, like, yeah. in my product, in my product, if I can't get the top of the, of the best oils that he has, mm-hmm. I don't make the product. And sometimes it happens that I don't have I uh, can't, you know, make my creams because I don't have certain essential oils. So yeah, yeah. Wow, it's one of those days that I kind of wish we had smell, capab- you know, aromatic capabilities mm-hmm. over the <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, it, wow! And we have one minute to break. Uh, so uh, when we come back, I think we may we may go here a little bit sooner than a minute, but. Um, when we come back, I would like to kind of get into a little bit of the technical information because I believe there is okay. a lot of misidentification as well mm-hmm. as misapplication with uh, all around mm-hmm. the world of essential oils. Um, yeah. So not to make anybody wrong, but I really want to explore some of this amazing wisdom and knowledge that Michelle has today. I I am honored to be bringing it to to the, mm, the world. You, Not that it hasn't been brought, but I would like to be doing my part to be promoting awareness with essential oils and how mm-hmm. delicious can our lives be when we integrate the use of essential oils with our awareness and with a bit of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, on that note, let's go to break and we'll be right back. You are listening to Living Well on A to Zen FM. We'll see you in a minute. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. 
The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent, now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001-0625. By Skype, at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome to my Yummy Valentine segment two of our show today, Delicious Living with Essential Oils, with our amazing guest, Michelle Bardwell. And um, I think what I would like to kind of play with is a lot of folks have this sort of um, impression that um, aromatherapy is about putting an essential oil on the body, and and there's a whole lot more to that. Um mm-hmm. So can you kind of start with, with some of that information for us, Michelle? Yes, yes. So in aromatherapy, there's three ways to apply essential oils. You can ingest, um, you can do topical application, and you can do inhalation. Mm. And so the way that I was taught when um, someone comes in with an issue, you want to go the quickest route to the problem. So, for example, if someone comes in with a digestive issue, I'm going to encourage them or suggest that they uh, ingest essential oils. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have something in the sinus or the lungs, of course, we're going to inhale. And then most everything else I uh, address by doing topical application, either uh, by just giving them a formula to use on their skin if it's a skin issue or uh, performing a treatment on them, you know, at my office. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another thing. One of the, the big myths, uh, numbers about about aromatherapy is that you're supposed to uh, breathe something and it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's actually aromacology. When you're using aroma to affect the mind and the emotions, that's actually called aromacology. Mm-hmm. So you could use anything to affect the mind and the emotions. Like, for example, when people are trying to sell their house, you know, there's this idea that if you're baking cookies, it makes the house feel and smell warmer and more inviting so um you know that's that's aromacology that's not aromatherapy so for example when i was when i was studying with patrick over the 10 years i worked with him the 800 plus hours that i was with him we never smelled essential oils wow that is so amazing okay (laughs) and the reason being didn't matter what they smelled like. He wasn't teaching me perfumery. He wasn't teaching me how to blend oils where they work well together. He -hmm. was teaching me the the therapeutic action 
of essential oils in the body, like antiviral, anti-inflammatory, uh, um, spasmodic, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, so that's a huge... Go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, that's a huge thing that people don't understand. Yes. Yes. And and a lot of I, I have, you know, I have a, a practice of body work and a lot of people ask, well, don't you do aromatherapy? And if I say, no, I don't, I'm speaking about technically what aromatherapy is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's often fascinating um, that that people just want you to put something that smells good on their body, which we can yeah. certainly do. Um, and we did have a question in the chat room around using essential oils in a diffuser, which would fall mm-hmm. into that aromacology that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so right. there, in, in general, uh, I know that there are families of oils. Families, they, mm-hmm. they break down into families according to different chemotypes. With the, uh-huh. Or chemicals. Uh, chemical structure uh-huh, yeah. within mm-hmm. the plants or the buds. Yeah. Um, and so in general, what if somebody's just kind of looking for something to do, um, you know, to kind of put an aroma into the house, into the room, into mm-hmm. their office, mm-hmm. are there some that, that you, in a really general category, would would advise or recommend or suggest for people to try? Sure. So I don't use diffusers very often, or actually, I never use them anymore because they would always clog up, or I would break the little glass piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I never, you know, it just it didn't work out for me. So what I do now, what I encourage my clients to do, is to take a mixing bowl, pour boiling water into the mixing bowl, and then drop five to ten drops of an essential oil in it, and it will definitely fragrance become fragrant throughout the house. Mm-hmm. So if if you're just wanting to make the house smell good, you know, doing something like um, you know, lavender or the citrus oils are really nice. But if you're trying to, like if you have someone sick in the house and you're mm-hmm. wanting to get um, oils in the air, you know, for them to breathe in, mm-hmm. you would use, you know, like Ravensara or eucalyptus, um, you know, something with oxides in it to help them with their with their breathing. Nice. Um, yeah. so you, know, you might also, I just had this idea that just mm-hmm. went through my head, like in a trap. <laughs> Sorry, that was my dog. <laughs> that um, at night you could put a bowl in a child's room with several drops of lavender and put the lavender in the air, then they breathe that in and it calms them down. Mm. Oh, I like that. I have to remember that. Yeah. And I I love the idea of the hot water um, in part because what I also observe that happens frequently is um, some folks get kind of really – overuse of a diffuser and that's not to uh, make the question I'm not criticizing the question just one of the experiences that I've had is people like to have a consistent scent or aroma in their space and sometimes Mm -hmm. the body needs a break from Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. that and so I love Mm -hmm. the idea with the hot water because you get that fragrance you get that aroma and you get to experience Mm -hmm. that and and it's not quite so uh, in intensely collecting in the body or in the space of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got to go play with Michelle in a class last night that she offered, um, which was filled with amazing bits of wisdom and information. Um, and one of the things we talked about was the constant bombardment of scent in our environment for the most part mm-hmm. for so many and synthetic, people these days. synthetic uh, scent. Exactly. 
Exactly. Um, So it's just something to consider. If you're using things that plug in or things that are consistently uh, putting a scent into your environment, you may look at, you know, are, are interesting things happening like, you know, runny noses or not being able to have clarity of mind, um, arguments taking place, uh, you know, shorter. Yeah, but I think that stuff stuff is always stimulated by synthetic. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You might consider unplugging those things, opening up your house to breathe, (laughs) (laughs) and then give something like what Michelle was just talking about a try and kind of test it Mm -hmm. out and see Mm -hmm. if that's more greater ease for your body to be living with that type of uh, aroma, aromacology in your home. Um, And then you could be a a budding aromacologist (laughs) if you're experimenting Mm -hmm. (laughs) with those things. Um, And then there's perfumery, which is very Uh different which is another thing not many folks really are aware of. Mm-hmm. With perfumery, you're doing something altogether different with the oils. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. a few seconds about that? Sure. Well, in perfumery, you're still using uh, the things that are similar are you're still using essential oils, but you're also um, making use of absolutes, which is a form of an oil, but it's, it's when the oil has been extracted with, solvents from the plant. So there's always some traces of the chemical in the absolute. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's um, a wider range of materials that you use when you're making a perfume. And when you're when you're building a perfume, obviously you need to smell it because you're trying to figure out which oils are going to blend well with other oils. And it's a mm-hmm. building process. So of course when I worked with Nick Moisef, um, we smelt, uh, we smelt oils and perfumes all day long. Um, so that, for me, that's why when I'm working, when I when I'm putting something together in my uh, therapeutic sessions, mm-hmm. that's called a formula. I do not call that blending because I'm not blending. I'm blending when I'm making a perfume, yeah. just like an artist blends paint or a musician blends sound. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get all the instruments to come together without any one of them sticking out. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with paint. You know, you're trying to create edges that kind of blend together. And it's, for me, the way I was taught uh, with Patrick, it's the same thing with essential oils. When you're trying to blend them, that's perfumery. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to put together oils for a healing purpose, for a therapeutic, physiological purpose, that mm-hmm. is formal. Yes, I love that. I and and you work with um, types that you refer to as temperaments in your practice mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for therapeutic application, and mm-hmm. um, I'm fascinated with with that methodology that you use. Um, so, when someone comes to you for for therapeutic purposes, you're actually collecting information and and creating things really specific to each individual client that mm-hmm. comes through your door. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And have you ever had anyone make a comment on their how how what their formula smells like when they've come for therapeutic application? Uh, no, not really. If cool. I do, they put it, maybe some might go, well, "What is that?" That's typically a choleric type personality that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're sort of commanding and they have to be bossy and they have to be in control of everything. So <laughs> I <don't laughs> if I had something like that, usually a choleric type. But, um, 
No, I mean, you know, the the oils just smell nice. So, so yeah. typically they don't smell bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just not concerned with how how it smells. Yeah. I'm yeah. concerned with getting the right molecular uh, structure in the body to make a physiological change. I love that. And, yeah. and in aromatherapy, in the clinical application, uh, you're using more of the essential oils, whereas in perfumery, you're using more of a carrier. Is that correct? Uh, uh, no. Okay. With, uh, with aromatherapy, I'm using only essential oils. And an essential oil is made through steam distillation, water, and heat. Mm-hmm. In perfumery, you can use essential oils, but you can also use absolute, which is the product right. okay. uh, you know I was telling you that are extracted okay. with these solvents. Yeah. Um, so maybe a better way. To, so, oh, sorry. Yeah. So you you don't want to use absolute in a therapeutic setting because it's going to have traces of the fats that were used to extract the oil and the solvents, um, the chemicals that were used to separate those two things. Yes. So, um, yes. But the proportion, you know, I use in my treatments, I use quite a bit of essential oils. Um, And then in my perfumery, I do too. Like, uh, I don't want to get too far into the perfumery um, discussion, but like when I I put my juice and my carrier together, I use uh, 30 to 40% of my juice and then um, 60% of the jojoba. So it's quite high. Okay. And and let's see. I, I, what I the other way to ask it may just confuse people, so I'll table that for for a different conversation. Um, but yes. I was looking at how you're you are creating the the blend in perfumery and then putting it into a carrier. Your the juice, it, 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 the sort of visual for me, the way I've learned it is um, it stretches it just a bit more. Whereas with well, the juice your, is. Is just your 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 blend, your, your blend. essential yeah. oils, your absolutes. That's your juice. Mm-hmm. And then, in order to wear it as a perfume, you're going to either add alcohol or mm-hmm. you're going to add um, jojoba. Jojoba, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with aromatherapy, you are adding heat, correct? Oh yes. When and, uh, when I do a treatment, mm-hmm. depending you know it depends on what they have going on, but uh, in my treatment. Uh, first thing I do is I put hydroculator pads on the back, and while their back is heating up, then I put the formula together. Mm-hmm. So their back is heating up for two reasons. One, it brings blood to the surface, and mm-hmm. two, it opens up the pores. So then when I start putting their formula on their back, and then the body starts to cool off, and the, the my formula is absorbing into their skin, it's going to go into the blood, And as the blood's cooling down, it's going back into the body, and then it carries the essential oils throughout the body, and it becomes systemic. Beautiful. So now they're they're smelling it. It's in their blood. It's on their skin. It's Mm -hmm. everywhere. Awesome. And if you've not experienced a treatment like this, I would highly recommend that you um, find an aromatherapist um, that could possibly... uh, 
you you could possibly experience a true aromatherapy treatment. Um, and if folks wanted to, not everyone lives near to Michelle, so we won't all get to be blessed with her amazing gifts. Um, but there are some people who practice this. And where would be a place that folks could look up that type of information if they wanted to look up an aromatherapist, a registered aromatherapist? Well, they, I can tell you, Keisha, the treatment that I do, um, I developed with the help of Patrick, and I honestly don't know of anyone that does what I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as far as another registered aromatherapist, you can go to, um, uh, I think it's ARC. Oh, gosh, Keisha. We can look it up over the break. I don't have that information. ARC, cool. it's, the, it's, the, um, it's the aromatherapy registration Council. Okay. And you'll have a list there. You can also go to Alliance of International Aromatherapists. They'll have mm-hmm. a list of qualified aromatherapists, as will NAHA, the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapists. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. How and so, you know, one thing I do want to mention is, is um, <laughs> people around the world can order my oils because I import from Patrick. Yes. Uh, they're the highest quality oils you can get. Um, so just to make sure people know that. Yes, I wanted to come to that. Um, in fact, when we, we're about to go to our next break, and what I'd like to kind of now tie into is um, move into the Valentine's Day celebration. I think a lot mm-hmm. of folks have the idea that, you know, they're going to treat themselves or their the person they love or their Valentine with some aroma um, mm-hmm. or essential oils. And so um, I'd like to kind of play with some possibilities around things like Valentine's Day. And you actually okay, have a collection. Good. So let's talk more about that. When we come okay. back, you are listening to Living Well on A to Zen FM. We'll be right back. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? 
What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent, now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001-0625. By Skype at A2Zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com now back to our show <laughs> welcome to the next segment of living well on a to zen.fm and our topic today is my yummy valentine delicious living with essential oils with our guest michelle bardwell and again, we're just reminding folks, none of the information we're discussing today is meant for medical advice or a diagnosis. So uh, if you have specific questions, relate those to your health professional. And in the meantime, you can get some amazing information with our conversation with Michelle. Um, so Michelle, Valentine's Day is coming. And I wanted yeah. to hold this conversation early enough so folks could actually come visit your website and see your amazing mm -hmm. line of props and make some orders if they so desire. And you actually mm -hmm. have a beautiful little sort of um, kit already assembled mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. type of things with Valentine's Day. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Well, I have this fun line um, at Flower Road called the Smart Me Boxes. And each one of the boxes has sort of a particular theme where all the oils in that box uh, will relate to specific a specific issue or system of the body. For example, um, the Eat Me box are all the oils that are good for digestion. And they're also the oils you can cook with. Um, the, the box that you're talking about is called the Love Me box. Mm -hmm. And inside that box are oils that have already been mixed with jojoba so you can use them directly on the on the skin to fragrance yourself. So inside that box, um, you have magnolia, rose, vetiver, sandalwood, and patchouli. Oh. <laughs> so those are all sort of the aphrodisiac oils. So. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, last night in our class, um, there was a couple of oils that uh, one that Michelle loves in particular and another one for me, we were smelling some of those absolutes that Michelle was talking about earlier in the show. And the one that, that kind of did it for me was the jasmine. And then mm -hmm. what was yours, Michelle? It was a, uh, yours was an agarwood. actual agarwood. oil. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were the yummy. <laughs> uh. Isn't it amazing that our bodies have those responses to mm. the different aromas and the different oils. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And really, you know, one of the points you were talking about in the class last night that I love that I don't think a lot, well, I wonder if very many people actually consider is you said your product line, the way you kind of, um, your margin of design and design is if someone could not put it in their mouth, you would not uh -huh. ask them to put it on their skin with the exception mm -hmm. of a few of some of the the families of oils. Um, sure. Well, that's and, what I say to people about the skincare line. Yeah. Um, because people don't realize all the chemicals they're putting on their skin. And so I say to them, like with my skincare, I'm willing to put that in my mouth. My skincare is so clean made purely with plant material, I, I would be willing to put it in our mouth because it's going to the same place. It still has to be processed through the body. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I see people when they're looking at the skincare line. I say to them, 
whatever your skincare line is right now, if you're not willing to put it in your mouth, <laughs> why would you put it on your skin? This is such a great point. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and because these items come from plants. And, mm-hmm. and you know, whether you're, even if you're rubbing it, like, on your hands, like, a lotion, you know, a moisturizer. Mm-hmm. You made a great point about moisturizers really are created to be absorbed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I it, it's such a potent question. <laughs> and I I just yes. love that. It really everybody in the room started to go, "Oh, and you could just see us all kind of filing through the yeah. product lines we use, yeah. you know." <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, that is really a great question." <laughs> so, mm-hmm. So a lot of folks, I think, with Valentine's Day look at, you know, how can I create ambiance? And um, what I like is that with essential oils, you can actually use it with, you know, if you're preparing a meal for yourself or for someone Mm -hmm. you are playing with for Valentine's Day, you can Mm -hmm. also wear the oils. And so you have a box for both of those types of occasions. Yes, Um, I do. And the other thing I think not very many folks who don't really play with oils are aware of is concentration of the oils. Um, Mm -hmm. Like someone had a a drop of rose last night, and you said that it took 30 roses Mm -hmm. to make that one drop. To make one drop, that's right. It takes 30 roses to make one drop. Wow. Um, I know. It's so the concentration of the oil is just astounding if you kind of just mm-hmm. consider that. And so mm-hmm. if someone wants to be cooking with essential oils for, you know, preparing a meal, um, mm-hmm. my my awareness is, you know, be cautious with your oils just because it's mm-hmm. a small bottle and you do it mm-hmm. in drops rather than teaspoons. Yeah. Uh, definitely be careful. Have you had any personal experiences with the food? Oh, yeah, I cook with my essential oils all the time. Oh, yes. (laughs) But you have to, just like you're saying, you have to um, realize that one drop is pounds of that particular plant. Like if you use one drop of thyme, that's pounds and pounds of thyme. So um, you have to keep keep that into consideration, especially when you're thinking about ingestion. And you have to have, if you're going to ingest, you have to have the right carrier to make the essential oil disperse so you can use it in cooking or, you know, to, to ingest it. You can't just put it in water and drink it. Right. Um, and let's see. So that's, Which is that's, something that's really popular right now, Keisha, that I'd like to say. is that I was going to say that's another um, thing you were talking about last night. So do you want to yeah, share that? Yeah, there's a, I think it's, it's some information that came out from a multi-level marketing company where they said to uh, flavor your water every day with peppermint, mm-hmm. I think, is a big one. Mm-hmm. And so they're encouraging people just to drop essential oils into their water and drink it all day. But the problem with that is that essential oils don't mix with water you have to put essential oils in honey or in some kind of a carrier oil like sweet almond or macadamia, hazelnut, etc. Mm-hmm. You have to put them in a carrier oil, mix it up real good so the essential oils disperse. Otherwise, they're just floating around in the water. So if you have your water bottle, it's plastic, you put essential oils in there. So you've got two problems now. One is the essential oils are going to start breaking down the plastic on the inside of the bottle. And two... When you drink this water, the essential oil that's not 
dispersed is going to go straight into your mouth and it's either going to burn the inside of your mouth, it's going to burn your esophagus, it's going to burn the lining of your stomach. Yes. Somewhere it's going to burn because it has not been dispersed. Yeah. You cannot just drop essential oil in water and drink it. Eventually, you're going to have some kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, excellent awareness and mm-hmm. point. Thank mm-hmm. you for, for sharing that. Um, yeah. And, and this is just part of what I so enjoy getting to receive information from you. And and folks, I would just invite you to go to flowerroad.net and look. Uh, there is a space that you can actually sign up for Michelle's newsletters. And she holds classes often um, on very different subjects, everything from the using essential oils in your home for cooking as well as for creating home cleaning products and um, her perfumery classes. Also, her um, you do classes on skincare products as well, correct? Some of the, um, or you've done so a couple? Sometimes I'll have classes just to talk about my products. Okay. Um, uh, but not really skincare per se, just skincare. Okay. Was there? But then I do, you know, some things I do is like people will, um, like I have a woman that owns a um, a class. Uh, I mean, a class. She owns a school that teaches um, aesthetics. You know, to do uh, estheticians mm-hmm. for estheticians. Mm-hmm. And so I'm designing a class for her to teach um, the girls that will be doing these facials, specifically oils that are good for the skin and how to use them to keep their clients safe. Wow. What a treat yeah. they're in for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So awesome. do you want to talk about the oils for Valentine's? Let's do that. Um, I, I I think a lot of folks may be approaching that from, like, um, you know, really putting on a lot of something. Um, mm-hmm. What are your – what have you found people to kind of play with around Valentine's Day, and what would your recommendations or invitation be to play with the oils for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. to sort of set the mood? Well, the thing is, when you're talking about setting a mood, that is about uh, intent. Mm-hmm. It's about your mind and your emotions. Mm-hmm. So this is this would really be a little bit in that aromacology area. Mm-hmm. And so when you're working with the mind and the emotions, you have to really consider the person because people are affected by smells differently. Yes. So one thing you have to do is find out what your partner likes because you might love magnolia, but your partner doesn't like magnolia. So that's key right there is to make sure any kind of aroma that you're bringing in is something that um, everybody likes. Hmm. And then um, some of the ones that are known to be aphrodisiacs are the ones in that Love Me kit, the um, mm-hmm. magnolia, rose, vetiver, sandalwood, and, of course, patchouli. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know about the hippies and, you know, back <laughs> in the 60s and all the big um, love groups and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So there are, uh, I don't know if we talk about this on the radio, there's specific things you can do, you know, with oils. Mm-hmm. Um, we sure can. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Okay. Can you say, like, certain parts of the body on the radio? You may. You may use the Latin okay. name if you prefer, but <laughs> <laughs> certainly can. Well, I don't know that I know. Okay, I'll I'll do my best to use You don't have to, though. It's, yeah. So, <laughs> we we so have more than that. Yeah, okay, so vetiver, I'll just get right to the big one. <laughs> you can put a drop of vetiver on the tip of the penis and on the tip of the clitoris. And that's supposed to really, you know, stimulate that whole area. Uh, again, you have to be um, conservative. More is not better. 
Mm-hmm. But that's that's a big one that people really like to use. Um, and then, of course, like doing some kind of massage with sandalwood, patchouli, all of that is, you know, uh, quite stimulating mm-hmm. sexually. And then magnolia is uh, very calming, so that's why I put it. It doesn't necessarily have aphrodisiac qualities, but it is very calming. So, of course, to get into the mood, to drop, you know, any kind of anxiety or, you know, stress from your day is mm-hmm. best. Nice. Yeah. And then rose. You have rose in your little love me kit, too. Yeah, rose is just known for love. You know, anytime someone speaks of love or really loves someone, they give them roses or they think of roses. Mm-hmm. Um Rose is just the ultimate flower of love. Mm. Now, do 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 you often find that people have um, are there people that have varied responses or varied like depending on their body chemistry, if they were to put a drop of rose, you know, behind their ear, um, mm-hmm. is it is it something that they might want to play with before they do something like Valentine's Day to see if it's actually appealing mm-hmm. when it's on their body? Oh, for sure. I mean, you want to make sure you like it before you, you know. But that's just, you could just smell it out of the bottle and decide, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Um, All of those oils that I mentioned are all very soothing oils. They're not stimulating at all. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it would have uh, an adverse reaction unless it's an oil that stimulates something negative in their mind and emotions. Okay. And so, really, you might have a conversation with the person you might be looking to spend Valentine's Day or night with, and mm-hmm. um, and just make sure that you're both kind of on the same page with what is desirable versus not desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a, a little bit of a question. Do the oils ever react with the skin to not smell great? Um, have you ever had folks have that experience? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I do have people that say, oh, I can't wear that because it smells like this on my skin. So, yes, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not often. Okay. I think a lot of times uh, people that have um, that wear synthetics have mm-hmm. more, a, you know, like a synthetic fragrance, have more of an issue. But um, I do hear that sometimes, but not not a lot. Okay. Okay. And are there any things? This is we're in our last five minutes or so, and and something oh, I, I want did want to. I know this is why I'm like, okay, part two is already like being created. Um, <laughs> something that we also talk about in the classes is uh, looking at labels. And are there things that folks can look for to know this might not be the oil I want to buy? Um, mm-hmm. Versus look well, that- for this is an oil I may want to buy. Um, Yeah, this is going to be, we need to, uh, I'll I'll give you a few pointers, but that could be something that we could talk about again when we talk, you know, uh, so I have longer to talk about. But it's real important when you are going to buy an essential oil to make sure on the label it has the Latin name. Um, It should have the common name first and the Latin name underneath it, and then also where it comes from. Uh, Those are three things that definitely should be on the label. Then there are other things, like, for example, clothes. Uh, clove needs to come from the bud. So the label should say clove bud. Mm-hmm. Um, juniper can come from the stems, and juniper can also come from the berries, and they have those two different oils have different reactions. So mm-hmm. uh, when you're buying an essential oil, uh, you 
might ask them about their juniper. And, for example, if it doesn't say which one it is, juniper branches or juniper berries, Mm. it could be all of it just thrown in together. So it's important that if you're really going to use essential oils for therapeutic purposes, that you have a good supplier and that you know how to shop oils. You know how to look at labels and ask for specific things so you can tell if it's a reputable company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And definitely check into Bell's line. Um, I can completely, happily, joyfully celebrate that the purity of her line is absolutely bar none, hands down, yes. fabulous. Um, and so, so Tisha, uh, on another on another show sometime, let's talk about the temperament. That, that would, would be, be awesome. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say, is that something you might want to play with? Because I think a lot of folks yeah. could get a, a great deal of enjoyment out of that. And just awareness, mm-hmm. you know. it's mm-hmm. um, um, One of the things I did want to see is if there's one or two good starter books. If somebody's just wanting to kind of dip their toes in and get some of the accurate information, are there a couple of uh, books that you might recommend for folks? Yeah, let me throw out some authors I think are good. Okay. Gabriel Moje. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stella Shepherd Hanger. Okay. Um, Jane Buckle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle Pinwell. Okay. Um, let's see. And then, if you're if you're interested in perfumery, natural perfumery, mm-hmm. Mandy Askell is has got some really really fun great books that can kind of introduce you into natural perfumery. But that's different than the, you know, the clinical aromatherapy. Um, And what is a great way if folks want to send a question to you directly or just uh, they can go to flowerroad.net. And I I strongly Mm -hmm. recommend and and just invite people to please check out the the website. It's just fabulous information. And Michelle also has a blog. Um, You can see all kinds of fun notes from her adventures and discoveries. Um, but if someone wants to email you, is there a way to do that through mm-hmm. your website? Yes, info okay. at flowerroad.net. Okay, perfect. Um, wow, there is just so much fun to be had with the world of essential oils and in the world of essential oils. So Michelle and I will be talking about another time for us to play together on Living Well. And in the meantime, um, have fun this Valentine's Day. And thank you so much, Michelle, for bringing your amazing awesomeness to the show today. Thank you so much, Keisha. Thank you. I love you. It is a pleasure. And I'm loving you, my friend. So for this week, happy Valentine's pre-celebration, getting ready to have some fabulousness. May you be living well and loving you with total ease. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of